Let's do it. Every Thursday morning, after a long night of Wednesday playoff action, just waiting for you in your podcast feeds as you wake up, it's Point of Contention. On the Athletic NBA Show as a part of the Athletic Podcast Network, it's myself, Zach Harper, teeing up the toughest topics and questions to Marcus Thompson and Ethan Sherwood-Strauss with Jade Hoy producing every Thursday. Subscribe to the Athletic NBA Show. We're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to give you some of the craziest and most hard-hitting theories and takes of playoff action possible. And you'll get point of contention right in your eardrums. In fact... If you don't like it, we'll have a point of contention for you. Right here on The Athletic. Welcome to The Athletic MBA Show. On The Athletic Podcast Network. That's right. That's right. That's right. Are you going to cover? Do you fly to go to any of these games? Or? I'm going to Milwaukee for, for the East games. Oh, good. Bob, I can't be on a plane right now with crazy people. I just can't. I will really? not handle that. I won't handle it well. Yeah, that's good. No, be self-aware. Like Milwaukee's only an hour and a half flight from here, so that's fine. But four and a half out to Phoenix from here with some Yahoo. Just not yeah, I'm not doing well. it. Can't <laughs> do it. Yes, it's not gonna work. Oh God! Well, it's good, man. You know, you know your limits. I kind of want you to go now. Yeah, I kind of want there to be an episode. You know what I mean? Like go viral. Aldridge loses it. Yeah. Like me, me on a plane, just in close quarters, trying to. You know. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, like Marcus said, I'm, I'm interested in that. I mean, that would be a <laughs> Exactly. I should, I should maybe rethink this. I don't know. Maybe I'll go out to the lake. Right. right. So, I didn't even know you guys were doing this. Uh, how long has this been going? That hurts. Oh, yeah, well, I'm not. I'm not. Don't take offense. I'm not super high on like. Come on. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> One of the 8 billion podcasts that are out there. Yeah, <laughs> I apologize. It's a tough one to, to, to keep track of. Jesus, Kerr did two episodes with us last year. Oh, my God. Well, Kerr's, Kerr's on Twitter and all that. He's Kerr's more savvy. Kerr says just to everybody, though, so it's, it's different. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're, that is true. He doesn't have a filter. Power back. Power back. Let's bring D.A. into the conversation here. Welcome to Who Comic is. Jason on the Athletic Podcast Network. I turned it on and I heard Shaq with the barbs. It's like the bullshit and braggadocio. I was transported right back into it. I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> I think I rap better than Shaq. With David, David Aldridge. Aldridge. Oh, he's totally playing him. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then he yeah. got their lungs out in front of everybody on TV. Michael was not your friend. It was popping enough. And Marcus Thompson. I just can't get with this idea of taking one hour of content yeah. and finding the morsel that might pop and blowing out of it. Hoops and Jason. Welcome to Hoop 5 4. We have ignition. And it's another Hoops and Jason episode of the Athletic NBA show. David Aldridge here. It's sweltering here in D.C., Marcus. It's about 98. <laughs> 98 with humidity. I'm thinking... You're like in a uh, Do the Right Thing movie, right? You know like, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. You need the mayor to we come out here. need somebody to rub an ice cube across your nipple. <laughs> and we were R-rated in the first minute. Damn, Marcus. Uh, I'm trying to keep, we got a guest? Didn't we start recording? Have we started recording? <laughs> the dulcet tones of Bob Meyer. The general manager of the Golden State Warriors. Ah, oh, thank you for joining us, sorry, Bob. My bad. Okay, I'm happy. <laughs> Knowing you both a uh, long time, so I'm, I'm thankful to be on this. I'm, I'm excited to see what where we go with this whole thing. I, I have no hey. idea where we're headed. Oh, it's gonna. It's, it's easy. You know this. It's easy with us. We are. I got a vent. I got a vent to start with. Okay, I got to open up with a vent. Here, here we right. go. See, Yo. David, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> listen, listen. These fireworks are really about to make me lose my mind. <laughs> Am I the only one here? I feel like I'm 97 years old fighting bottle rockets. Like, I'm so sick of fireworks, yo. Like, this, I know this hoops adjacent, but like, I'm about to, uh, yo, I'm ready to go off at this point. Like, it's July 5th, and it's been going on in Oakland since like May 1st. <laughs> Bob, you know what I'm talking about. I, you know, Marcus, I'm going to ask a delicate question here. Does it? You grew up with 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 other kinds of fireworks around you. Like yes, 
Is yes. That, is that where you're going with that? Or are you going more towards you just take? No. It's just, okay. I got you. I mean, that's part of it. Right. You, hey, to be honest, there's been a lot of like shootings mixed in because right. there's no greater time to bust some shots off <laughs> than during fireworks. Exactly. Season, right? right. They can't tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. Have that dynamic. That's what I'm saying. Right? It, didn't go down, it wasn't going down. I knew Come it was on. fireworks. That's 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 a little bit where I'm going. Okay. Okay. That's maybe that's why I can't take it so much, uh, right? Yeah. Maybe that's why it's pushing me yeah. to the edge. Uh, yeah, honestly, it, it doesn't stop. We've had it here. We have it here, but it's not too bad. Honestly, I feel bad for dogs. That's what I feel bad for dogs. Oh my dogs get. Yeah. Dogs get freaked out by fireworks. You know, they don't know yeah. what's going on. You know, so, yeah. but I can uh, handle it. I, I grew up in the city like you, Marcus. I can handle it. I, I've, I've heard worse. <laughs> as long as it's just fireworks. As long right, as it's right. Just fireworks. <laughs> exactly. How do you really know, though? How do you ever? I don't really know. know. That's, I don't know. I mean, like, I don't know. Enough is enough. How do you though, know right? it's not? Yeah. How do you know it's not Clay in downtown Oakland busting shots? That's, How do you know that? Because I know he's out on a boat somewhere. When Clay says he's getting shots up, are you sure he's not talking about <laughs> I, I'm not sure of anything anymore. So, no, I don't know. I have no idea what our, what our guys do. No great habits. Our assist to turnover ratio tonight was phenomenal. We got to keep that up. So uh, You had 60 and three quarters. What do you think would have happened if you played in the fourth? What's that? You had 60 and three quarters. What do you think would have happened if you had the chance to play in the fourth? Who knows? Hopefully, hopefully, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. So, so I got to ask you, have you, have you, have you given a, a very, you know, spicy, not safe for work message to Schlenk since his team bowed up and made the Eastern Conference Finals? <laughs> have you told him it's on now? <laughs> uh, no, man. I, I, I was the, the decent thing. <laughs> I congratulated him. I said, okay. you know, he, uh, it's tough to win in this league. Um, and he's done a great job and, you know, you got to take it where you can get it. I don't think I texted him. I remember early in the year, I remember the game. I think they were playing like one of those back-to-backs in Brooklyn. And mm-hmm. I, I believe they won one or lost one. I forget what it was. And I texted him and I said, you got a really good team. Um, and he, he, the classic GM, well, we'll see, you know, we'll see how it comes together. But, but I, I thought that early and then they, obviously they had some struggles, but good for him. Good for uh, Nate, uh, good for their players. And it's, it's a great story and watching Trey Young become, you know, the playoffs are where you, you get the credit you seek and to see him yeah. succeed. Good for him. I wonder, I mean, it's so much like, there's nothing like the first time, right? There's nothing like that first run where you go further than you really thought you were ready to go, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I mean, for sure. It's a, Marcus Marcus kind of was was intimately kind of on that journey in 14, 15. The best thing about the first time, at least for us, was we'd never even been to the Western Conference Finals. I mean, it was yeah. for, our, for my regime, you know, it was with Mark. We were second round and then a first round loss to the Clippers. So we had been coming off a first round game seven loss. So we didn't, I mean, look, nobody thought maybe some people, very few people thought we could win a championship, probably for honest, uh, including us, that run up was um, more surreal. I can't find the the best words. I'm sure Marcus wrote a good piece on what it felt like. Um, But that David, yeah. I mean, you use the, I hate comparing this to children, but your first kid, it's the best I can do. Kind of like the miracle (laughs) of it. I just yeah. never thought growing up a Warriors fan personally, I honestly didn't think it was possible. I just thought the championships happened to other teams. My owner definitely thought it was possible, <laughs> which, is, which is why we complimented each other. He said, this is what we're going to do. Uh, so, but no, it's the first time. The thing I remember talking to Kerr about was when we were there in Cleveland, I looked at him, I said, I can't imagine coming this far and losing. Because it goes on so long and there's yeah. so many ups and downs. And I don't think Steve, correct me if I'm wrong, David, because you may know better than I do as a historian. I don't think Steve ever, has ever lost in the finals up to that point. I know we've lost in the Warriors, but I yeah. don't think he lost as a player, right? Did he lose? No. I don't know that. I don't think, I don't think he ever lost in the finals mm, as a player. No, because the Spurs, Spurs only lost. The Spurs only lost was in. 14, right? Or 13. And he wasn't though. clearly he, on that deal. And yeah. he wasn't there, right? So, yeah, right. I think you're right. I think you're right. So, so, he never lost, yeah. 
Yeah. So anyways, yeah, but the, the first time for sure. Can't, can't compare to that. So I'm curious, Bob, you, um, when you're watching Schlenk put together his team and, you know, you you probably know a lot of the moves, right? There's, there's a lot of similarities between how you guys put it together and how he put it together. Um, do you look at it with a bit of like, like, hey, I knew you were waiting to do this. I could tell, like, <laughs> I could see this coming. Like, the parts that he took that were from the Warriors, the parts that that, that is just Travis Schlenk and you knew he would, this is how he would go. Like, as you watched it, what, what came to mind? You know, it's never the thing about what we do is we are far from perfect, which I think you both know. And the the hard part in today's society is, you know, redraft. You know what what somebody what you should have done. What what somebody right. else said. You know that that's that's never been more present in our industry um, because fans have never been more, and media has never been more educated about the cap, about the draft, about analytics. So the second guessing is at the highest level, which is not bad. I mean, people are engaged, but even Travis would say, you know, drafting all the guys he's drafted, making all the decisions he makes, you really, you really hope it works. I do know that he did identify Trey. The Capella move was a great move. Hunter, all these guys, Hunter wasn't even playing, which he's a great player. Um, Bogdanovich, Gallinari, I mean, taking advantage of the cap space before he had to do the rookie extensions. He works extremely hard. Um, he does a really good job. He's got a really good staff. And I always thought he would succeed um, because he did it the right way. He took some lumps early. When you're rebuilding, nobody nobody quite is on your side. Um, but exercising that patience and then seeing it come to fruition, he's got some, some highly skilled guys, loves the wing, multi-positional guys. So he's, like I said, I mean, he's done a tremendous job. And um, he... The thing I admire about him is he's a tireless worker. Like he doesn't take shortcuts and what he has achieved, he deserves and he's earned it. And um, I'm really happy for him. What that after that first year, Bob, and this is something that Atlanta is going to have to face. Phoenix is going to have to face. Milwaukee doesn't really, because they've kind of made their decisions already. But Riley used to always talk about the disease of more, which comes after you win the for, for, for real the first time. And did you know automatically okay, this is going to cost us X, <laughs> you know, we're going to have to do this. Or was it all kind of organic and it happened more in the moment? I think there's two, there's a few ways to look at it. There's a, there's layers to this, David, and there's, there's a cost financially, right? There's a cost to that. And you think about that. You say, how are we going to keep this together? No different than a successful TV show or band. The more successful you are, the more you know you're going to have to pay. That's just life. And, and so you start thinking about that. And it's not about the athletes, in our case, players not deserving it. They're more than deserving of the money they, they get. So you have to think about it and say, well, with this level of success, you have a financial cost. Thankfully for me, our owners willing to go down that road um, and pay that freight. But then you talk about the psychological cost of keeping something together. And that, to me, is the thing that I think people may miss. And that's what I loved about the Last Dance documentary is and even talking to Kerr, who was featured in it offline with Steve, he even said there was this narrative of keeping it together, right? They got to come back around. And Steve would tell you, if he was on here, he'd say, we were done. It was over. It was over. Even if Phil had come back, like it was done. And you only can say that when you're actually there. So the hardest thing now, David, is, and I was going to actually ask you, I know I'm the one who's being interviewed, but. The fluidity and speed and pace of the league has never been faster. So, so in the way of planning, in the way of strategizing, in the way of keeping a group together, it's harder than ever because even societally, we lack this patience. It's kind of, look how many Steve Kerr, I'll tell you that this sums it up. Steve Kerr is the third longest tenured coach in the league right now. Right. Okay, seven years. Yeah, that is yeah. that is not that long. And he's won three championships. So it tells you the speed with which we expect success and it, the speed with which players, owners, GMs expect things to be good. And when they're not, we, we change. Yeah. And so keeping something together psychologically, um, to me, is as hard as it is financially. So when you look at these teams you reference, our team, any team, you say, okay, you had success. Now you're expected to have success. Yeah. How are you going to act with success as expected? Because I was telling a coach the other day, uh, a guy that's interviewing for some head coaching jobs. He said, what's your advice? I said, 
you don't really know where you stand until there's expectations. And then you find out who's who. And I think that's the hardest thing to navigate in professional sports is when you're supposed to win. And, and you talk about these teams that are coming off this great run. Well, last year you went to the Instagram. Now you got to go to the finals or now you got to do it again. That's the toughest part. Um, but that's what you want. You want those expectations because it means you have a good team. So you clearly uh, had to measure and figure out like where you guys stood. And I, I just want you to know hoops adjacent. If you need to, you're welcome to get it off your chest. If you want to declare the Warriors done, I mean, go, go, go right ahead. Do it here. But, We're in rebuilding. Myers, Myers, yeah, Myers, you're building. Did I say that? I, I was confused. I, I didn't think I said that. I, I thought you might have needed to get something off your chest. Oh, like, you okay, know, maybe. No, sorry. Just yeah. in case. Okay. No, 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 yeah. seriously. Obviously, you clearly don't think that. Right. But uh, how do you th- – this has been what the last – definitely year has been right managing that moment or trying to figure that out like what's that like when the guys you love and when i say you love like you really do love them right yeah. like steph curry yeah. Yeah. clay thompson Draymond green when they're saying to you like we got another one mm-hmm. <laughs> like let's go yeah. like how, how, what is that like knowing you have also 400 million billion dollars in salary <laughs> yeah. and, and having yeah. to deal with that but these three guys are like Bob, yeah. let's go. We yeah. got more left. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I believe them. I do. I believe them. I don't think it's just words. If you know those guys, you're talking about those three guys, it's not just words. They, what, what's more important in knowing them is that that's inside of them. Like that championship pedigree is real for those guys. Like that desire, mm-hmm. that competitive desire, that those guys are always meeting the moment. You talk about the playoffs and the, and the, the stress of it and the angst of it and the difficulty of it, those three specifically always rose up to that. Uh, and obviously Kevin being a part of what he was, he's maybe one of the best ever of exceeding that much. I don't think there's a ceiling for a guy like that. Like there's no moment that you can't overcome. And I would say the same about our guys, but I believe them Marcus. And if you talk about the relationship component of it, and I know this isn't kind of what you asked, but that's my favorite part of the job. Most often in this business, you get to be around a guy two, three years at the most. But having gotten to spend now nine, ten years with Steph Curry, um, many, eight or something with Clay, Draymond, same. It takes a long time to get to know people. It doesn't take a month. It doesn't take six months. It takes years. And, and the friends you have and the relationships you two have, you have to, you have to go through stuff. For, for, for it really to matter and to find out what who they are, who you are in that moment. And so to those, to the point of being done or not, I think those three, I want to see those three. We still haven't seen them put it back, get back on the floor together. And it's not nostalgic, Marcus. It's actually a belief that they can win. Um, I believe that our ownership believes that our coach believes that. So, it's real. It's not like a charity thing where, hey, those guys won championships. Let's just let them try again. It's not that. It's an actual belief. Was it was it uh, beginning of this season? Did you have that mindset? Where, was that pressure there, or did it grow once you saw, like, yo, Steph is Steph is nice. Draymond <laughs> <laughs> still got it. Or what, at the from the beginning of the season, was that pressure there to do what you can to give them what they need, or did that kind of develop? No, I mean, look, I didn't think that they were on the decline. I mean, certainly um, people said that and wrote that, and that's fine. We were coming off a pretty rough year, and Steph hadn't played. The hardest one uh, was Clay's injury because I think the best thing we did as an organization when we were succeeding was we, we built something that complemented each other. It was, it was Clay complimenting Steph, Steph complimenting Draymond. Draymond, it was very reciprocal team. Um, and so not having Clay made it hard to evaluate and answer your question. Obviously, Steph had the year he had, uh, which was unbelievable and, and well-regarded and, and celebrated. And Draymond really turned it up in the last 20-something games, 25 games. But I don't think you're going to see the best version of Draymond or, or Steph without Clay and vice versa. So to me, it wasn't 
I thought they couldn't do it. If that's, if that's kind of what you're thinking and they proved me wrong to, to be totally honest, it was more about the hardest part was I knew we weren't going to get the answer to the question because clay was out as to how good we can be. And that I want the answer to that question. They want the answer to that question. I think it's going to be a good answer, but we haven't seen it yet because clay hasn't been there. Clay is, you know, like everybody runs their own race and everybody recovers from injuries on their own timeline because everybody's different. Are you at all buoyed by the fact that Katie's return from an Achilles was so complete to the point where you don't even real, you wouldn't even have known he was injured if you were watching him, unless maybe he knows there's a difference. But mm-hmm. are you at all buoyed by the fact that? a player of that magnitude came back and became that player of that magnitude again. And, you know, does that augur well for Clay's recovery? I think so. Uh, I do. And I, I, that's been referenced. I've had that conversation with other people and yes, certainly. And they speak. I talked to Clay the other day. He's rehabbing. And I think when Kevin's season was over, he said, Hey, Kevin called me. Mm. And, um, it's nice that they have, I remember I was over at Clay's house um, post surge. He just had had the repair. So this was like November and around Thanksgiving because, you know, the season was all jacked up. Um, but it was, it was the off season hadn't started yet. And Kevin, Kevin had uh, FaceTimed Clay post-surgery. Um, so, you know, that stuff matters because how many people are in that position? I mean, the are world-class athletes unbelievable competitive and now you've got a guy that's telling you i'm you can do this i did it i'm doing it so more importantly uh, than what i believe it's it's the fact that clay has that belief certainly good for me to see kevin doing what he's doing and beyond his injury just being happy for him getting to play basketball it's a treat for society to watch him play but yeah i mean yes it's a great thing for us for clay to see someone come back and be as good or better than they were before. So Bob, you're, uh, you're, you're, you know, you're one of my favorite people in the industry because you like, like to think deeply, right. And you like, you like the people part and that's kind of my lane. <laughs> like I, I like people, uh, or not. So with, with yes or not. Right. With that in mind, I need, can you explain what is going on with clay? Uh, we're watching him on boats doing IG lives. Like he's kicking in. It, like, did he find, did he discover something in his rehab that he's now more free? Like, what are you seeing from Clay? Yeah, it's interesting you say that. He's, from what we saw early, I'm sure you were around him early in his career. I mean, he was, you couldn't get much out of him. I remember when we. He was not this guy. No. He was not this no, guy. No, 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 no way. Um, the evolution of Clay Thompson is a story in its own right. Um, you know, I don't know, Marcus. I mean, maybe something happened in China. I don't, I don't know. When he, he, he freed up mentally over there in China, Clay. I will say this. Um, I think Clay has had to find joy outside of basketball. And I say that in that basketball was so central in his life. And when that's taken from you, I'm sure he went through a, pretty high level depression, anger, anxiety, all the things you do when you're asking the why me questions. Um, in a, in a thing I, I look at, this is probably a bad example and you two would probably have a better one, but when somebody loves basketball and it's taken from them, especially in the prime of your career, it may be, and I don't say this again, this is, I want to be sensitive, but it, it may be akin to like an alcoholic walking into a bar and being like, I can't drink, but I got to watch people drink. Like, I, I think it's that painful for Clay. Um, he really struggled to be around the team after the knee. And then, not because he didn't want to be, because it was too hard to watch people playing. It was just too tough. And then the Achilles, he realized, that even though it's hard, I need to be around my team. I need, I need this. So he kind of went through this process. And now he's, he's, he's found ways to be, and I don't, I think he's going to find the happiness he lost in basketball again. He's going to get that back. Plus, he's found a way in, in life, which I think a lot of athletes struggle with because they don't 
have two years off to figure out what else can make me happy. So they deal with this post-career. He had to deal with this mid-career and he's found a way, you know, it's his boat. It's the little things. I mean, his, uh, you see it in the posts he has. I mean, he's a happy guy. Um, and, and it's been, it's, it's been fun to watch Marcus. It's been really, uh, <laughs> he's one of my favorite guys. I, I'll, the last thing I'll say on him is and I said it when he got hurt. I do believe in the, in the, in the, NBA fraternity of players. I think he, if they voted on their favorite people, mm-hmm. I gotta believe he's up there. Yeah. Like one, he, he's an all NBA favorite teammate um, and respected in that in that capacity. Seriously though, is it terrifying watching him on boats? Like, is it exciting <laughs> to watch Clay, or are you terrified? Like, <laughs> you know, you gotta let him grow up, Marcus. You gotta let him run free. <laughs> you gotta let him live his life. No, I, I, you know, however you can get it. Uh, in a healthy outdoor boating way, let him do it. So it's good. Right? <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. with, with Clay, the, the, he, it's a good example of the, the varying timelines, right, that you have to deal with in your job every day. You've got his timeline to return, at, whether it's at the beginning of next season or not. He's got to return at his speed, at his pace. You've got Steph and Draymond who are kind of at the starter's gate, like ready to go. You've got Wiseman, who is going to get up to speed, but maybe is a lap behind. You've got two lottery picks who are going to be further behind than Wiseman. And you've got to make all that work. You've yeah. got to make that yeah, you're all making of me, that stressing work. me out. <laughs> <laughs> and you got Lake up calling you every six uh, seconds going, why aren't yeah. we doing this? <laughs> yeah, that's true. That is true. Like, that is all true. How do you um, balance all that? Yeah, I told Steve, our coach, because he'd done my job. And he's done yeah. your job job and you know you work yeah, with him yeah sure, um, sure he's been in media he's been in front office he's been in uh coaching now he i said we were talking about the differences in the job and he always says look coaching's easier and i said you know what i think makes my job hard is there's infinite possibilities all you said all you just teed up what's the right answer to all that is there a perfect answer um you could you could trade all your young guys for an older guy you could you know, you could do anything. You could do half of that. You could do none of that. Um, it's all there. Um, and so the challenge is, is how do you focus and make the right decision within all these possibilities? That's a question we ask ourselves every day. Uh, and it's not about, I, I don't want to, there's no perfect answer to what you're asking short of whatever the right thing is, you do that. Now, who's to say what the right thing is? The right thing could be, you draft and you do the best you can because nothing else happened. The right thing could be something came up where, you know, you said when we, when, when Kevin was available, it's like, okay, we like Harrison Barnes, but yeah. Kevin Durant was there. Okay. <laughs> we like Bogut. We had to move Bogut. I mean, so that's an easier one because he was so, is so great, but sometimes it's clear and the direction is provided for you. Sometimes it's unclear. Sometimes there is no opportunity, even though it's reported why don't you do X, Y, and Z? Only myself or our ownership, we know, well, that wasn't a possibility. Um, only we know what ideas are exchanged. And, and although I will tell you this, like media has done a tremendous job, I mean, of gathering information. I do wish privately, and this isn't a knock on YouTube, that, that there wasn't so much just anonymous source and just throwing things out there. But I get it. It's fine. I mean, and I told somebody the other day was lamenting an article and I said, you can't get mad when when the truth is written just because you don't want it out there. (laughs) You can't get mad. And and that's what I, even Marcus, Marcus, we made the Wiggins trade and I I remember talking to Marcus and Marcus, you can answer this. I didn't get upset. I told him and I would, David, you don't write on us, but I said, you write whatever you want. Um, And even if it's your truth, as long as it's not, as long as if you're writing something factual, just just maybe ask me and I can tell you if it's yeah. true or not. But if it's if it's true, um, or if it's an opinion, you're allowed to write whatever you want. So in the midst of all that, David, the challenge is, is locking in with your group. Uh, I do involve uh, a guy like Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Clay. I, I, I know that's been written and said. That was always the case. That hasn't yeah. changed. Yeah. So, you know... It's a partnership. You make decisions together. But I will tell you this. It's hard. And hopefully you get it more right than wrong. But it, it is not perfect. And it is not 
um, easy and there's no right answer to that question. I, I know you hate this, Bob, but you, uh, you, what you got two executive of the year titles, three <laughs> yeah. championships. Yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot of people expect you to go like make the deal, right? Like, <laughs> yo, I know nothing's there. I need you to go make something happen, sure, right? I'm, I'm curious. I would, need to do that if I, was a fan. I would want that guy, like Myers. What are you doing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm, I'm curious. How is is how is it different for you now that things are opening? You've you've been cooped up for a while too. Like, are are is it easier to do your job when you can? hang out with other executives are you are you happy to see I, your colleagues yeah, no i i tell you what works and i i don't know how you two feel i like my favorite interactions are in person i feel like i get the best conversations and connections i'd rather do this with you guys in a studio i think it'd be better We're, this is fine it's great but i think it'd be better um i think in person is the best i think a phone call is the next well this actually now that we've been all exposed to video, um, Zoom, Ring Central, that's the next best. And then a phone call, and then a text, and then an email. I don't like communicating via text, but I find more and more people do. I, I can I can second that. Uh, oh, I can, third, I can yeah, confirm third. that. <laughs> I hate it. I yeah. hate it. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it. So many times on a text message, You'll get someone going, really? Like question mark, question mark, question mark. And you're kind of like, that's not what I was, that's not what I was trying to say. You know? I didn't mean, you know? And then, then you're gonna pick up the phone and go, no, no, I was, you know, all right. right. Uh, uh, yeah. And I don't even know if anybody looks at emails anymore. But I miss Marcus, whether it's you or David or our players or our fans, most importantly. We had a smidgen of fans at that last playing game, that energy. I miss friendships, family. Um so yeah, I am one of those people that likes going to work physically. I am not one of those people that is so excited that I can work remotely and I don't have to go to work. I'm the other side of that point. Um, I am cannot fathom a job where I was content with not going to work and seeing people. So for me, um, I actually got to do more of that than most in COVID. We were testing every day and you guys know what we were doing as far as precautions so i i wasn't cooped up maybe you two were more than i was even um mm -hmm. so it hasn't been a huge change but i'm happy it's opening up for everybody spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for summer and warmer days i know i'm looking outside right now sun's out birds are chirping it's time to start getting outside uh, i know that i like to get outside and play basketball with my kids and Honestly, I need to get into a fitness routine in order to keep up with these guys. And Peloton is there for me. Peloton's varying class links were designed with your training plan in mind. Personalize your workout, whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class, or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. Peloton's classes were made to challenge you. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you're already excelling in. Peloton's program and instruction push you to be your best. Their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run indoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. So what what you heard, DA, was Bob saying, like, I was in Chicago working a room doing my thing. <laughs> Be patient, warriors, fans, Oh, you want to talk about Chicago? Coming. Yeah, hey, so, so to Chicago, no, no, I do think this too. Vegas is going down, huh? I'll tell you what. Yes. A deal has a better chance of getting done. If you start talking about it in person or yeah. if I have yeah. a report, if you two guys are GMs, you don't think that if we have some equity in this relationship, we got a better chance of doing a deal. That's, a, that's sure. human nature. That's human yeah. nature. So yeah, we got to work. And I, I, I actually have said this publicly. I I'm envious of the coaching fraternity. I'm envious of the players fraternity in the GM community. We lack that a little bit. Um, mm. I wish, cause I, I wish it was better. 
and it's getting a little better. I think it is. I think it might be getting a little better, um, but but I'm not sure. But I I just like you two, mm-hmm. when you talk about difficulties of your jobs, only you two understand that the way you do. I can't really understand that. Just so so you you know a lot about what it might be like to be me or general manager, but not like Masai does or somebody right. else would. You know, so right. it's it's good to see these people and have a relationship with them. Well, I, I wonder what advice you would give Nico Harrison if he called you. Maybe he has. I don't know. Um, yeah. Because you, you came from a similar non-traditional background to the job. Um, not the exact same job, but, it, but non-traditional. And just what it, I think people always think about what you have to do to adjust, but they don't think about the possibilities that you being there presents that are different than someone going a more traditional who comes from a more traditional route. Like you have other options, you have other venues, other relationships that maybe somebody that was an assistant GM for six years doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I'll give you, I'll give you one pessimistic answer, which isn't my real (laughs) answer, but it's closer (laughs) to the truth than you think. If somebody called me and said, hey, what do you have to do to win a championship or, or be successful at this? And how do you do it? I'd say, it's easy. And they'd say, what do you mean? I'd say, oh, you only got to do one thing. And they'd say, what? i go, you just got to give up your soul. That's it. <laughs> and, 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 and it's almost like, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's unfortunately more true than I'd like to admit. So I caution everybody. I, I caution all these people that want to do this. Like, okay, that's me probably haven't done it 10 years, even though we've had the success. I will say this to Nico though. I would tell him it's hard. And I'm sure I'll talk to him at some point. I haven't talked to him. Uh, and that you'll never probably have more fun. You'll never be challenged more. Uh, you'll never be asked to lead more, uh, manage people more. But what I would say most importantly is there's so much that is out of your control. Uh, you can you can do a wonderful job. You look at some of these teams that had injuries at the end of the year. Yeah. You're kind of like, well, what would I have done differently? I don't know. You know, it just didn't break my way. That happens in sports. There's good luck and there's bad luck. Honestly, what I would tell them is protect your family. And, and I know it has nothing to do with the job. And I'd say this because at some point, you're either going to leave or get fired and you've got to have something to go back to. The people I worry about the most are the ones that can't quit it. And then yeah. have made this thing, their identity to the degree where I can't exist. The second I get fired, I got to go somewhere else. I can't. And the problem is, well, I can't go back home because there's not much for me there. I've been gone so long mentally and physically that there's not a lot there for me. So that's, that's the advice I would throw at him, like as a, as a human being, because I can't tell him, hey, trade this guy, trade that. I, that's his business. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so I would tell him, like, do your, you know, don't let it kill you. A, a coach, a, a coach said that I'd known a long time, he, he got a head coaching job and, and he said, we were talking, I said, listen, don't, don't let it kill your spirit. Like, don't let it take, because it can. It's, I know people watching this are probably like, what the hell is he talking about? But it, it's, it, it's, there's a reason the mental health stuff is real. That stuff is real. Yeah, that is yeah. not. You guys have seen it. I mean, I was David. Like, I, I love offline, online. You've been at this longer than I have, and watching that part of this take hold, and being in media, like, it's real. Yeah. Twitter and sure. the pain of that, you know, that, yeah. that kind of uh, you suck. That, yeah, you're a bust. It, it's real, yeah. and it's it's so like in it's incomprehensibly inaccurate. You know, but nobody knows that. You know what I mean? Right. Like it's just, yeah. and you can't fight. You can't fight against a mudslide. You know what I mean? It just keeps. This is more mud cups. You know, you just get more muddy. But I've had, <laughs> I had dinner with a Hall of Famer. You would know him, who has done everything he can do in this game. He's won championships, and he said, "This thing will take you to some dark places." Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I, I always tell the story to people. I say, so if you got out of the car for a cup of coffee or dropping your kids off at school and you're walking back to your car and somebody drives by and goes, you suck, Aldrich. You're an idiot. I go, would you not hear that? Would you not feel that? I bet you get in your car and go, yeah, what would I do? You know, what, 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 I, what am I doing wrong? 
You're a human being. You're the fireworks is what, what I do. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the other <laughs> yeah, ones. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so then you go, and then you go, I'm not going to listen to that guy. But then the next time you do it, somebody goes, hey, Aldridge, you're the best. And you're like, that feels good. Yeah, so the, sure. challenge, the challenge is, I tell people the challenge is you can't hear either of those. Yeah. You can't hear either. Yeah. Because if you hear the good yeah. and that matters, it's going to be hard to not hear the bad. And that's the hard yeah. part for players. You know, you're celebrated one day and then, you know, it's, it's tough. It's hard. That's the part I don't like about it. It lacks integrity. It lacks, I mean, the, the criticism, you know, is instant, which is one of the problems, right? It's everybody's take is right there. It's not processed. It's not thought out. Uh, and usually that's how sports is anyway, right? Over time, we begin to know what we really think about people, but the, but social media makes your reaction instant, right? It's like, this is how I feel right now. Yeah. And there's no integrity in it. There's no like, yo, I said you were trash. And then tomorrow I said, you're great. And then the next day you're trash again. Like you just don't have to have integrity about your take. Right. And so it's almost like, I don't want to participate because, I'm actually thinking about this and I'm weighing it and I'm processing it and I'm, I'm trying to make a conclusion here and it don't even matter. Cause you're going to be like, you trash or you're great. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like there's no integrity in the conversation anymore. It, right. it wasn't like this when it was a water cooler. Right? Yeah. It, was like, it wasn't like this when we remember stats on a baseball card. Like right. you had to have your take and you had to stand by it and had to be based on something. Now it's just like, you suck. Yeah, <laughs> but, but I mean, like for me, the challenge for you two is, you're in this soundbite world and you guys are great writers and you write these long form pieces. And if I read anything, I read those. The problem is you, you are two are asked to enter this instantaneous world and you're like, this isn't real, but it's real to people that you work for. It's real to, it's tough, you know, so you got to get in that. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, and the players got, they, they live the more, Instagram, Twitter, than they do. I'm going to read a long form athletic piece. It's, it's, it's tougher. What do you think about two teams that have not been on the stage in a while getting to the finals? The absolute best thing that could happen to the league is having this kind of wide open playoffs where mm-hmm. nobody knows what's going to happen. But what, yeah. do you, what did you think as you watched this over the last couple of months? I've been kind of thought as I watched it myself, I'm always thinking like, well, the best players are going to get to the final. You know, it's always the team with the best player. Mm-hmm. And that this is shaking that philosophy a little bit. It doesn't take anything away from Phoenix or Milwaukee, but there was a ton of injuries. It, it, it just is a different type of thing to, to yeah. really, at one point during the, the, the conference finals, you had arguably the Clippers. This was when Chris Paul was out. He was yeah. out. Kawhi was out. Giannis was out. Trey Young was out. Right. I mean, that's four, four. I think those are the, maybe the four best guys. That's not normal. That is not right. normal. Yeah. The teams that are there, this isn't a, like Phoenix had a great record all year long. Um, our owner, Joe predicted, he, he was a, kind of in a minority. He said, I think Phoenix is going to the finals before the playoffs before. Wow. And okay. I don't think a lot of yeah, people. Yeah, me and Joe. That. Me and Joe are the only two people. <laughs> you oh, yeah, I was on it. You were on <laughs> it. I'm on wax, baby. Right, there you go. There you go. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of good stories in it. Um, Giannis finally getting there. There's there's Chris Paul. There's a lot of great stories in this in this finals. And the fact that a team's gonna be there that um was hasn't been there in forever, hasn't won in a long time. Yeah. Um you know, I like it, like you said, for the for the it when we were, I liked it when we were great because I just thought we're gonna go to the finals. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was fun for me. <laughs> I uh, yeah, it was. People love people love dynasties. Yeah. Yeah, they, maybe they like that too. But I like not knowing. Like I'm gonna turn on this game tonight. I didn't look at what the odds are or predictions are, but I don't know. The thing of this that's fun is who knows what's gonna happen. But I hope uh, I hope everybody's healthy. I hope the Bucks can be healthy as they can. I like to see a, t- a full team compete against each other um, for, for both squads. Like just, just cause these players work so hard and this is what they work their entire lives for. You want them to be able to participate in it on both sides. This to me, this watching Phoenix and Milwaukee get there. I think of the early years of the Warriors, especially with Phoenix. Uh, I'm wondering you've done the build through the draft. I remember the 2012 draft that almost killed you. And I remember the Andre Iguodala <laughs> signing that almost killed you, right? <laughs> yeah. The KD thing. Yeah. I'm wondering. I'm not hanging on. Yeah. <laughs> having, no, you're just resilient. Uh, Danville, baby. Danville strong. We'll see. Yeah. 
you haven't done both, right? Having dealt dealt with the free agency element, having done the draft part, which is the which part leaves you the the least sane? Like, which is the most daunting? It all, you know, it's um, it all adds up. You know, it's not one the the, the first kind of blow to kind of your the first time your I was overwhelmed was 2012 draft being a new GM with four picks and you know brand new you know new situation for me. But then as you go through it, you get, you get more experience like you too, but stress is stress. And the thing that's hard is it, is it, if it accumulates Marcus, where if you find yourself at some point going, like we joked about resiliency, but that is the challenge of not each acute moment. It's the additive effect of all of it. So yeah, the Iguodala sign and trade really difficult. Uh, the first draft a lot, you know, Durant, there's just an enormity to all of it, especially when those, those were big things for me, for us trying to find our footing. And now it's about how do we stay relevant? How do we keep it going? Um, you know, I guess the best part for me is that we got lucky and uh, we won. And when you win, I tell people, you find out what it means to win a championship and you find out what it doesn't mean. And I don't know if you two are smart, you know what I'm talking about. Like, what does it give you and what does it not give you? And you'll find it doesn't give you as much as you think. Um, or, or at least for me, I don't know. You guys can, you want to championship, you can, you went. It's relief more than joy, right? Like you, you just referenced the hall of famer. That's like blah, 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 credentials, resume championships. And he's like, yeah, you know, it's, it ain't all perfect. So <laughs> yeah. my point to referencing that is, as you move through it, Marcus, you have to figure out a way to not let it overwhelm you and, and just try and just do your best and understand that sometimes it doesn't work and sometimes it does. And for those guys, like looking at whether it's James Jones or John Horst or their front office, they're in it right now. Like they're in it to the highest level. And one of them is going to be happier than they've ever been professionally, maybe. Uh, one of them is going to be devastated. And, uh, it's, it's, uh, that's the part it's, it's a, it's a, it's a zero sum game now yeah. more than it's probably ever been. You know, I use the example when we won 73 games and, and set that record, which I I'm proud of. I think that record won't be broke personally. Mm -hmm. I think that matters may not to a lot of people would say, a lot of people do say that's a failure. You didn't win the championship. And I told Steve one time, Kerr, I said, we were talking about that. And I said, Steve, we get to decide if it matters or not. Mm -hmm. That's for us. That's not for the public, you know, just like a championship. You do your best with what's in front of you, understanding that it oftentimes you might look back and go, I should have done this or that. And that's just the nature of what we do. It's just, you're going to get second guessed and you're going to get it right. And someone's going to get it wrong and just deal with it. Man, I was just asking, do you prefer building through the draft or free agency? Yeah. I didn't expect you to I mean, get all You took me to some dark places. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, would, you know, for me, it's that simple. It ain't just the draft and free agency. Those are pain moments sometimes. He's those like, there's 10 years nice. of Joe Lakeham on yes, my back. <laughs> you know, so, um, Joe, I got to say, like, Joe... Joe, I, I love Joe. I know he's got it. There's a perception, Joe. You know what I love about Joe is, it, and I admire about him, is his competitiveness and his relentlessness. Um, we were, it was his relentless it was, optimism, right? No, like that not, dude, not, not, not even that. Not even that. It was Father's Day, okay? And, and I, I'll tell Joe. And he sends me a text to a couple of the people, and he's like, You watching the Clippers game? I think there's somebody playing. He's like, I don't know if they're guards, you know, I, they need to, you know, give him some advice on the game. And, and I'm like, I look at my text. I'm like, it's Father's Day. I take a step back and I go, this dude, like, he's relentless. Like, that's why he's achieved what he's achieved. And that's why we won in a lot of ways. Like, I credit him. It's that, it's that prodding and pushing. And, and Marcus, I embrace that. Like, I, people like that, there's more people that want to just quit and give up. Um, I admire that quality of him that kind of like, it's never going to stop. Um, and, and, and I, I, for our fans, if there's Warriors fans, that's exactly what you want. Mm -hmm. That is exactly what you want in an owner where it's not just the money, it's the desire and the will to win that is there, not because of public pressure, 
but because they want it. They personally want to make it happen. And that, that, that I can't ask for anything else. We spend so much money. I mean, I'm lucky to be working for him and our ownership group because uh, they want to win and, and we, we've spent a lot of money trying to do it. It's amazing. The outlay. And I don't, it never bothers me if an owner doesn't want to spend money. I just wish they'd be public about that. I wish they'd just say, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend. Because then somebody can, you can make an informed decision about whether you want to support that or not. And that's okay. Sure. And, and yeah. Joe is at the exact opposite end, which is I will literally spend anything yeah. in pursuit of winning. And I just, I, I really got to respect that. Get on board, David. You Get know, no, board. I respect hey, that. I really respect uh, that. I respect yeah. the, the almost lunacy with which he's the, yeah, ma- no, the mania I, I, with which he operates. You know what? I've started. I, I've started to realize sometimes with him. I, I have to. You know, it's a little backwards where I might have to say, Joe, we can't. That's that's not a good idea. You know, <laughs> right. that, that, that may move us two percent towards winning, but not at the expense of fifty million dollars. So it's a little bit backwards where probably the the GM's usually the one saying, you know we got to do this. Yeah. And the owner going, ah, but he's, um, like I said, it's not, it's not, it's not fake either. Yeah. The yeah. money speaks for it. Right. Like it's right. Not, some owners say, I want to spend. He just spends. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> he says that he does it. So it's pretty unique in sports. It is pretty unique. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, man, you know, we got, you got to work out people and get ready for this, uh, this monumental draft. Uh, for this your- don't count. No. This part don't count. No, it's good. Let me know when Jalen Green comes to town. Like- yeah, this guy. I, I will, I will David, be ve- I'm glad you care. I'm I will be very care. interested if Jalen Green actually comes to a workout. I would be interested too. I would be too, right? <laughs> that would be the biggest development. That would be though. something. Can you guys make that happen? Because right now that's not on the book. That, that is not that is probably not going book. to happen, you know? So, yeah. yeah. You can help. Yeah, we'll do what we can. Bob Myers, yeah. thank you, man. Thank right. you for joining us. We appreciate it. Uh, it's always a pleasure. Always great talking to you, man. You're, you've got you've got the perspective that most people don't, and I love that about you. <laughs> you know, like perspective yeah, matters. Well, yeah, thank you. And I'm sorry if I uh, I, sh- I could have I could have been more clear in my answers, Mark. No. I, I, I went off. No, you good. I went you off good. Rails. I like it. I like it. <laughs> I, I, I saw your eyes flashing back. Yeah, like, oh man, he's, he's gone. He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. I feel. I feel like Doctor Pulsey now with the Sopranos. You know. <laughs> you know what's crazy, Bob? Like, uh, you know, the difficulties. Like, you know, obviously the job is a lot. What does it say about being an agent that you're like, yo, I'm never. Just- <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I'd rather do this. <laughs> I won't give me this. <laughs> My goodness, I like. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, oh man. All right. All right. Thanks everybody for joining well, thanks, us. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate like it. Always. Thank you, man. Right. Um, everybody, leave that five star review on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, all the places you get this fine American podcast. And as always, Marcus, as you know, I tell them every week if it's less than five stars, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Haters. Exactly. <laughs> Later.